Dustin, in the last episode, we didn't do a cold open. We didn't. We didn't because we talked about how it's like Sharktoberfest. It does, you know, we don't always do the cold open for the old show. Blah 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 blah. So we didn't do it. But you know, I think it felt weird that we didn't start with a cold open. It was a little off. It was a little off for right? the norm. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. so I was wondering if we should do a cold open. Should we do a cold open for this one? I think we need to. Okay. Uh, what are you thinking? Ooh. I I did not think that far ahead. Oh. Mm, which is always the problem of the cold opens, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's been our our problem lately. Anyway. Something, maybe something with <sighs> something about Freddy Krueger, because it kind of implies to this movie. Yeah, that's like the obvious choice. Okay, like right? like it's me, the dream shark, bitch. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I think a shark with a shark in a little sweater and a hat Ooh, and little claws. I've always wanted that. <clears throat> Why is it when you combine a shark and Freddy Krueger, it's just it's just the cutest. It's adorable. It's adorable, right? Ah, oh, that nightmare shark can come to my dreams any day. The show where we drink Oktoberfest beers and we watch shark movies and we break it all down for you. I'm one of your hosts, Logan Nielsen, and joining me as always is my co-host and the resident brewmeister of Sharktoberfest, Dustin Pixley. Good day, Dustin! Oh, good day to you, sir! How are you doing today? I'm good, how are you? Look, we're coming in hot, look at that, look at the... Oh, I know. <laughs> we're blowing out the audio. I'm gonna turn us down a little bit since we're so hyped right now. My golly. We're gonna break something. We're gonna break something today, I think so. You seem like you really dropped out there, I didn't mean to do that. That's Keep... alright, there we just go. Just take there me out of the show, fuck Thanks. it, man. <laughs> do it yourself. <laughs> Let's just go crazy, man. Oh, we're back. I wanted to, I wanted to come into this one strong because you know what, Shark in Shark in Venice, which we've also found alternately is titled Sharks in Venice on YouTube TV. And we always thought that made more sense, but every time we looked it up, it was called Shark in Venice. Maybe YouTube just corrected it. They're like, they're like, surely, <laughs> surely you meant sharks. surely meant sharks. There's more than one in it, and Shark in Venice is a shitty sounding title. And someone was like, no, no, it is Shark, and they're like, no, no. Listen, no. you're listen, you're one letter away from this title not sounding like ass. We're just so gonna, we're just gonna make it. Let's sharks. go ahead and just add that S and fix everything for you, you big dumb fool. But I want to come in. I want to come in hot, and you know we've come in hot. We got hot mic. We got hot audio. We got we got hot show coming for you. We watched a movie called Nightmare Shark, which you know was interesting. I'm going to say that. I'll lead with that. Uh, there are certainly things to discuss with this movie. There are things to discuss. Uh, this one at least had some levels of of um, of genuine interest from me. A uh, uh, delicious bafflement. Uh, interesting visuals. Interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. It's one of the few uh, interestingly visual movies we've covered, uh, shark movie wise, because most of the shark movies aren't interesting visually. Yeah, no, this could have potentially been a good movie or goodish for what we're do- for what <laughs> we're doing. Interesting. I'm not gonna say good movie, but for what we do in the pantheon of shark movies we've covered, it could have been closer to the top. I feel like it hurts its position. A little bit in that um, execution, I think, is what this movie suffers the most from. For sure, for sure, it's it's a lot of ideas 
It is too. It's, it's a lot of ideas uh, crammed in, <laughs> crammed hard. Crammed. <laughs> Listen, this movie crams hard. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those that I think if it would have picked a lane, could have been interesting, but uh, didn't. But anyway, that's for the whole movie. Yeah, we should wait because we. Yeah, yeah. We got other business we got to do first. Let's do our first first. Our first first thing. Let's do the first first. Let's do the first first is what we call it now. We're renaming all the segments. This is the first first. And that's the drink, which we could have just called it the drink, but we're calling it the first first. That's the first first. I feel feel like it's cleaner. (laughs) Makes more sense. So write that down. I'm going to write down first Might change next week. We'll see. I don't know. First, it may never come up ever again. Probably won't. Uh, What are we drinking today to celebrate the the season that is Sharktoberfest? Hair Brew Meister. Sorry, that was a long... Keep going. No, keep going. I'll keep trying to get in there, but you just keep going. <laughs> now you just you didn't punch your mic, but you shouldered it. I shouldered it. I new. shoved it out of the. I checked it like a fucking hockey player. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. No, you haven't. That was new. It was, was a like, new move. I was like, get out of the way. Mike. And it looked intentional too when I watched it. It, it did. It looked like you were like, fuck you. <laughs> what, are we, what are we drinking today? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing an Iowa beer. Oh, um, this one is is called Hold My Pretzel <laughs> Fest beer uh, by a brewery called Single Speed out of Waterloo, Iowa. Now, hold my pretzel. First off, sexual. <laughs> I was going to say it. That is that doesn't scan like that because <laughs> I get they're going for like a hold my beer thing, and this is a beer, but hold my pretzel right and they didn't even color it with any like fest type colors there's no blue in it this is i will say as as the label have gone this looks the most rushed it just says hold my pretzel on the front and then up top there's a couple of just pretzels uh it's a white background (laughs) uh so presentation wise a little lacking but that doesn't always mean anything. It doesn't. We'll see how flavored beer. it is. Because we've also had beers that suck that have amazing cans. So um, it's like, I, a, you know. A recent episode, we we had one. The can was beautiful. The beer was blah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So hold uh, my pretzel. Yeah, yeah. Golden in color and pleasantly sweet. Our German-inspired celebratory lager features distinct notes of honey alongside subtle hints of floral and spice. Subtle hints of floral and spice. This seems bad writing so so good you might need one in each hand which means someone will have to wait for it they wrote that i'm not saying that wait for it hold your pretzel so this isn't even gonna have a pretzel flavor to it it's just it's a joke about if you're holding two of these you can't hold a pretzel exactly which is also like one of the things you eat at oktoberfest but not like the only thing would I would call it hold my schnitzel or something? You right. Know what I mean, like hold my hold something my something a little more directly connected to the festival. Yeah. Or I didn't just call it hold my fest beer is what I'd call it or something. I I don't I don't know. But this is from Single Speed Brewing Company out of where? Where are they out of? Uh, Waterloo. Waterloo. Yeah. Brewed in Iowa. Sixteen fluid ounces. I thought it looked tall. Yeah. We've done a lot of tall boys already. I'm. That's maybe why I think. The rest of what I have is 12 ounces, I believe. Thank God. I think. I can't do a 16-ounce Sharktoberfest. Uh, Read the ABV. 5.9% ABV. A little bit higher than the the norm. Not by a lot, but a little bit. 
A touch, a touch. Yeah, it's not wild. It'd be different if we had a, a, an Oktoberfest beer that was like seven point five. We'd that be like, would, oh, geez, that would be awesome. And rough at the end of the episode yeah. we would be drunk but this this label does look like you printed it off on the way over <laughs> put on the can i was asked to apply it at the store <laughs> uh all right shall we let's try her out i'm excited okay good, good crack. crack good crack good sound clink yeah doesn't really hit the mark as far as characteristics. Um, the aftertaste, I get a little more, but overall... See, I don't like the aftertaste at all. It's not really what I would... I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. That's that's kind of dank. That's I've, had, like, I've had issues with their beers before. I don't like the... that. That leaves a bad taste on my tongue. Yeah. It's got a bad initial flavor. There's a little bit of malt to it, but then that aftertaste is terrible. That aftertaste is really this. It tastes like um, it's kind of soapy. It tastes like cilantro to me because cilantro tastes like soap to me. <laughs> but this is that hole we fell into uh, a couple years ago with Hocktoberfest. I didn't want to immediately go there because they have yet to come up this Sharktoberfest. This is a little on Hocktoberfest levels to me. For the, for the, <laughs> that was a good burp that just took over. Uh, in our first year, we did a, an Iowa beer called Hocktoberfest that... Uh, it carried into year two as it of, was, of us bashing it. Yeah, it was so disappointing we've we've remembered it. Um, yeah. I think no. this will join the wall of shame? Yeah, I'd say give me my pretzel back. Yeah, I'll take hold, the pretzel. Hey, hold, hold this. I'll hold ta- this. Yeah, give me two pretzels. <laughs> yeah, change the change the title to. I'll take the pretzel. Give me a very salty pretzel. I gotta get this taste out of my mouth. Yeah, I don't like that. I, and here's the thing: I hate going hard on the ones in Iowa. I hate going on the the home state ones. But I, ha- I have a theory. Yeah, because these are smaller breweries. The mm. two that we had that we disliked. Loggers take while a little while to like develop and make really good. Because they got to sit in the tank longer. Right. And maybe they don't have the space and they're rushing these. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I, here's the thing. It's a it's a, a science I know nothing of. So but, I'm not anyone who makes a beer that I don't like. And it's also a, a flavor thing. To, to counter myself here, Fat Hill makes a pretty darn good one. And they're actually smaller than I think That's true. The Fat other Hill two. does make a good one. So you know what? Never mind. I take that back. Do better. Did they make theirs this year? Yeah, we should get another one of that. Yeah, we should. I know we've already covered on the show, but they're in town here, and we really like that one. And the only reason they weren't part of our top three that year is because we recorded on a Tuesday, and they're closed on Tuesday. Yep, that's right. We couldn't go get it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was literally the only reason they weren't in our, our final okay, episode. So for the final, let's grab that and throw it in the mix. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Give okay. it a re-showing, because I, I really liked that one. I did, too, so we should so do that. that would be a good one. Um, yeah, this is bad. It's I don't bad. like this. I don't like this. It's it's hard when it's rare when one of them is just genuinely bad. Usually, we'll have Oktoberfest where we're like, eh, it's not quite what you're looking. But usually, for. they fall right in the middle, right? For yeah. beer ass beer, yeah, beer to, to use your word. And beer ass beer, I'm okay with. Our last one was beer ass beer. It was. It wasn't really Oktoberfest, but it was a beer ass beer. I didn't fine. mind it. Drank the beers. They were good. This one, I'm not probably going to have. Pudding. I'm not going to have that second one, I don't think. I don't know that I will either. And I have, so we're probably going to switch. I have some beers upstairs. We'll drink those instead. Yes. Because this is. Disappointing. I don't like this. I, I had a bad <laughs> feeling, and I wanted to grab a different one. They were just out. 
and everything else that they had at the store we had already had. And it's just that is a it is a bad aftertaste if it didn't have that aftertaste. But here's here's the good news. Yeah. I still have three others that I purchased up in Illinois that are not from around here. So we still have hope okay. for the future. Well, it's like around here too. It's like like we just said, there's one literally in town that we really like. You know, it's like so it's like well, I'm just talking new ones for the show. So for, can, for sure. That's yeah. for sure. For ones for the show. Yeah. Um Yeah, this is gross. I don't like this at all. This is a bad beer. I'm getting a weird Are these infected? I'm getting a weird taste on my tongue now. They're infected? What do you mean they're infected? Well, beer can be infected. I mean, it's uh, produced with a live organism that is yeast. So you're saying like a zombie thing? Yeah, these are zombie beers. Zombiers? That's a movie that's had to have been made, (laughs) right? Let's Google that. Hold on. (laughs) If not, we're making it. It's a beer that turns people into zombos. It won't be good. I wouldn't watch it, but there's a video game called Zombier. Well, now the... (laughs) I didn't get to read what the game was about, but I just want you to look at this artwork for zombie. A couple of zombies with big old titties. I don't, I don't see how that correlates, but I bet it's a dope game, but I'm very into it. I have always said if there's one thing zombies could use, it's large breasts. Oh yeah! Any any game where the cover is just like, and here's just big old titties. You're like, I bet this ain't a good game. This is made for horny, lonely people. Oh oh, now where do we go? Because the beer sucked. Beer not good. Did you want to move into a hashtag refresh fest fact? Uh, sure. We can refresh. We brought that up last time. Of hashtag refresh, free refresh fest facts. It's oh, a lot. It's a hard one to say. Um. I didn't have anything specifically pulled up, but we kind of thought, you know what, we we should maybe uh, slightly refresh what the uh, the origins of Oktoberfest are because we did it once before, and that was I think episode one. Even. That was the first, yeah, first, first one. Year, so. I think we maybe talked about it again last year. We just kind of rushed through it quick, um, but we can get into it again. But but uh, Oktoberfest is the celebration of the the marriage of. Uh, King Ludwig I, uh, and he married Princess Therese of Saxe-Hildeburghausen, and the citizens of Munich were invited to attend the festivities held on the fields in front of the city gates to celebrate the royal event. The fields were then named uh, Theresienwiese, which means Theresa's Meadow, um, in honor of the crown princess, and they've kept that name ever since. Here's the interesting thing. There were horse races that were held to celebrate it. Yeah, I do remember reading about the horse races. And then other festival stuff. What I love, too, is at the bottom here just says, the precise origins of the festival and horse races remains a matter of controversy. So, oh, I like a good controversial horse race. <laughs> I mean, some of the horses were doped. Like some, Clearly. <laughs> there was a doping scandal. Now, what what event would you think, like, you know what we should do? We should have a horse race. <laughs> There's very few things I can think of where I'd be, that'd be my first thought, is like, some horse race. Especially, yeah, like a royal. A royal wedding, to be like. I think like, they would want, like, I don't know, jousting or something more fun than a horse race. I mean, like, listen, horse races are neat, you know. You take the animal cruelty side out of it, <laughs> you know, but like, but I've, I would, I don't, that's some, that's clearly someone who just had some horses that they needed to make some money off of, right? 
Oh, you know what the king would love? Horse races. Please. <laughs> He's probably like, no, not... Okay, yeah. Horse horse races. Yeah, I, get, I let him. Whatever. Yay. I don't know. <laughs> the fairground, once outside the city, was chosen due to its natural suitability, which is the vaguest of... <laughs> oh, because it was flat. <laughs> because... <laughs> It was suitable ground in that it was. It was ground. It was ground. It was and it was outside of the city. <laughs> yeah, it was it was outside of the city and was ground. It met all the requirements. It was, it was perfect. It had natural suitability. <laughs> the Sendingler Hill, which today is called Teresen Yeah. Yep. Teresen H-O-H-E. So I'm not sure what that pronunciation is, but clearly that's off of Therese, too, or Teresa, or whatever, uh, was used as a grandstand for 40,000 race spectators. So these wedding guests showed up ready for a goddamn horse race. They showed up ready to watch some goddamn horses after this wedding. They built quite a stadium. Yeah. On these naturally suitable grounds. (laughs) And then it just evolved into a giant drunk fest. Although it says the festival grounds remained undeveloped except for the king's tent. So did they just just hey race these horses in a line or in a circle? Just hey just just do them raw. Were people just walking through waist deep grass like <laughs> like they're wading through water. <laughs> so the tasting of traitors T-R-A-I-T-E-U-R-S. Um, and other wine and beer took place above the visitors in the stands in the hill. So maybe that's where the origins of the beer stuff comes from. Is that literally part of it built into it was, let's have some tastings of some brews. But it was wine and beer. Which we have tasted wine and beer. We have. On the, the old Sharktoberfest. The first horse to cross the finish line belonged to Franz Baumgartner. One of the purported festival initiators. Okay, oh, okay. see, this is my theory. My theory, wa- my theory was it was a guy who was just like, oh, we're having a party? Dope. Horse race too, right? And everyone's like, what do you mean? No, but I think we should do a horse race too. Right. Probably. Does anyone want to bet? Do you want to bet? Should it, do you want to bet? Do you think we should do something because I have a very fast horse? Should we maybe have also a horse race because of my very fast horse? Maybe. So I, bet he, I bet he got all the other horses drunk too. Uh, and then we, we've covered their stuff in shows, but I think I think right there, I think there that's a little refresh, but also nice. a new I angle. Think a couple of little different I think things now in there. we know there's some controversy surrounding Oktoberfest because uh, it was is clearly some some horse guy who is in deep to the wrong people. Damn. <laughs> Whole festival built on lies. Wow, <laughs> weird. Who would have who would have thought in this world? Not a good beer. Is it just getting worse and worse? <laughs> the initial flavor is less bad, but the 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 follow up is still not good. The aftertaste still not good. Uh, before we, st- I know we're doing kind of a long intro. Did we want to do this? Uh, this quick just email? I think we should because it uh, doesn't happen often. We for don't us. get a lot of emails. We meant to cover this earlier and uh, forgot because we get so few emails. <laughs> and this is this is back to the summer. Uh, this is from Mike, and it's uh, Dante's Peak versus Volcano, which I've that is the the thing that people have brought up to me the most who listen to our show. That was a big was those, that was a big deal. Yeah, we started the the summer real hot. We came in real hot and strong, and everyone wanted to get into that debate. 
Uh, but Mike says, I'm slowly catching up, but just finished or just listened to this. Uh, I choose Dante's easily. As a kid, Volcano was fun, but Dante's was easily more exciting and more action. Also, Pierce is hotter than Tommy. My entire life, Tommy has been old. <laughs> Correct. That's good. That's good. Correct. That, that's everyone, though. <laughs> his because his young roles that is still an aged man. Oh, uh, Megan was watching Coal Miner's Daughter. Sorry to interrupt the oh, email, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he looks old as shit in that. And that's a is that he movie, in that? Yeah, he plays Do, um, Loretta Lynn's husband. No, that's Robert Duvall. No, it's Timely Lee Jones. I is just it? watched it last night. Oh yeah. What am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of Tender Mercies. Okay, that's Robert Duvall. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, I've watched Pierce age, and he's still, and he's he's just as good looking. He's just a good looking. He is. He's still a handsome motherfucker. I'd go out on a moonlit paddle over an acid lake with him anytime. <laughs> Keep up the good work. You guys are amazing, and I love listening. Signed, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Um, that was a good email. That is a great email. I, the one thing I I contest a little bit is just because we talked about that, where volcanoes seemed more exciting when we were kids. And Dante's felt a little more, I guess, smaller scale. But then, yeah, Dante's is the better movie now, like watching it. So good on you, Mike, for catching that when you were a kid, that Dante's was the better movie. Yeah. Because it is. <laughs> well, because didn't we decide Volcano was made for dumber people? Yes. And okay. when we were children, we were dumber. Exactly. So that's why we liked it. Because it gave us lava. It just gave us lava. I think that's, honestly, I think that's what it was. It gave us lava. Yeah. And like, that's what we think of. Like right away, too. Immediately. It's oh, you know, unlike a good movie where you build a story and you know build tension and yeah, because there's very little lava in Dante's. Yeah, there's some, but very little. Which really, you're dealing with a volcano eruption. Lava is like the last thing that comes about. It is. Well, we decided too that Dante's was a lot more accurate too, much more scientifically yeah. accurate. Um, but yes, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, I believe, was born old and continued getting old. Yeah. He has sort looked, of like Benjamin Button, but he just continued. But he kind of just stopped at a point because he's he's plateaued. I want to say at seventy, yeah, and he's kind of, he's kind of been there for mm, thirty years. Yes. <laughs> he's just just always been an old man. Well, that's a long intro. Classic us. Classic. That's right. I don't think we'll spend a ton of time on the movie. Say it. Well, I say this that now, one. This but... one's got this one's got some stuff to discuss. So we watch Nightmare Shark. Let's get into that. Roll it. And now your feature presentation. Well, I've had nightmares all my life. It's like a shark with these teeth. That is the same thing that Kaplan and I see in our dreams. This is my state-of-the-art neuromedical facility. Now, I have researched this dream. My nightmare began after a shark attack. Nightmare Shark 2018 sci-fi original movie uh, written and directed by The Brothers First. Yeah, I saw that, and I was curious about uh, who these people well, are. Well, so I looked them up. Uh, I forget both their names. One of them is named Griff here, just because I have his filmography. Uh, so the two of them are... They look like they're actors. They're in a bunch of stuff, as like bit parts, it looked like. Um, one of the brothers, this was the first, I think, first and only movie he's directed, co-directed with his brother. But his brother Griff, Griff first, has a lot of acting credits. Griff first. That sounds funny. I don't know why. It is a funny sounding name. 
but here is some other things he is responsible for as a director. Uh, at the same time, or I guess maybe right after, he did both Nightmare Shark and right before it was a movie called Trailer Park Shark, a movie we've seen ads for and have con- considered putting on our list but doesn't seem to exist <laughs> we think it's a mandela effect well it looks like we could buy a dvd for it but i'm not gonna do that i refuse to purchase anything <laughs> if it's not streaming i'm out but beyond that it is uh, nowhere else his other movies he did a uh, cold moon starve alligator alley ghost shark arachno quake Swamp Shark, which we were just we talking did watch about. A trailer. We just watched a trailer for that. Uh, Mask Maker, Lake Placid 3, Moving In, don't know what that means, 30 Days to Die, Wolvesbane, Behind Blue Eyes is a short 100 million BC. I remember that coming out because it's the knockoff to that 10,000 yeah, BC. Yeah, that's that right. Came that's out. right. Uh, I Am Omega, which came out, was a direct... So I think his first several are like Asylum movies. Because I Am Omega came out the same time as I Am Legend, which is an adaptation yeah, he, of The Omega Man. So it, must be where he, it must be where he got to start. His first directorial movie is Universal Soldiers. <laughs> oh, the sequel. sequel? Not yeah. the first one. The straight-to-video sequel. Which does that even have? No. No, no they eventually did one. Well, they did do with Dolph and uh, the muscles from Brussels, but well, didn't they it was, it was even way back after. then do a Universal Soldier two like right after? Maybe not. Universal Soldier two Brussels Brussels Jesus, you said Brussels. I did. <laughs> Universal because Universal Soldier two Brothers in Arms, <laughs> but I almost said Brussels in Arms. <laughs> I wish it was titled that. Yeah, that came out in '98. So they so they've made other sequels, but then eventually did one that brought everyone back later. It was called Universal Soldier: The Return in '99, the next year. Wow! So that seems like a a whole sequel line that doesn't make sense. And then 2012 is the one you're thinking of: Universal Soldier: Day of Reckoning, which has both Jean Claude Gostarn and. Uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren in it. So they've come back a couple times, it looks like. But there's also like two different Universal Soldier 2s. Oh, I'm sure there's no canon or anything remotely close to that we, in this, all of these sequels. This is something we'll maybe have to get into at some point of what the what the, <laughs> the canon of Universal Soldier is. No, that won't be worth our time. Um, the other brother is Nathan first. So Griff first and Nathan first. Yeah, Griff is the funnier name. Um, well, just with, with his last name paired, like Griff first. first. <laughs> uh, anyway, Nightmare Shark starring Tony Amendola, not to be confused with F. Murray Abraham, because when we first watched the trailer, we were pretty sure it was F. Murray Abraham, and we both went, oh, I no. I thought for sure it was. Guy who looks like, I've seen this guy in other stuff, but he does look exactly, and I realized what I recognized him from is he, and this is, I'm such a nerd, he was in an episode of The West Wing where he plays a Kumari ambassador. And oh, I realized that's probably one of the go, first things I really I went through his credits from. and he's definitely a TV actor. He's in a lot he, of television he, shows. He's one of those guys who's been in a million things, it looks like, because he's been in a lot of good TV shows too. Just yeah. a lot of bit parts, does some good voice work and stuff like that, but then also he gets to star in sci-fi channel <laughs> shit. Uh, also starring in heavy quotes, Bobby Campo, Rachel Brooke Smith, Lulu Jovovich, 
Caroline Cole, Nick McCollum, Addie Whittle, Jake Chassett. Well, then that, that's getting into nobodies. Never mind. Um, and also not credited, I noticed, was uh, Thomas Ian Nichols, who you may remember from the American Pie series. See, and also the rookie of the year. See, I was going through the credits and I was looking for him. He's that's so a, weird. He's uncredited. Do you think he like said no take me off or that what? or or contractually i did find a dumb thing in the uh because he's also in trailer park shark and so i found a stupid thing in his in the trivia for this that it said he uh thomas ian nichols a notorious method actor prepared for this role by going uh swimming with like bull sharks or something somewhere i'm like oh he had to prepare he had to prepare for his role in nightmare shark bro easy yeah uh, but that's, yeah, Thomas E. Nichols, uh, yeah, the Rookie of the Year. Funky butt-loving! Uh- <laughs> oh, 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 funky butt-loving! Did he say funky butt-loving? Oh. And this is, this movie is about, what if, what if Freddy Krueger was a shark? <laughs> kind of? Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. We find out at the turn what... But way late in the game. Way, way late. So, yeah, the uh, I'm, I'm going to try to give a, a basic synopsis, and then we can dig the fuck in. Because there's a lot going on in this movie. And I will say, like we mentioned in the, in the first part of the show, as shark movies go, specifically as sci-fi original shark movies go... Um, some interesting visuals, some inter- some really genuinely interesting ideas in this movie. Well, there seemed to be a budget, or at least whoever made the movie was very good with visuals. The, and, the and Brothers stretch, First. The Brothers First, either they had a budget or they know how to stretch a dollar. One of the two. I think they knew how to stretch a dollar. I think they, they seem to also know how to make a movie look like a movie. Because my biggest thing, and this is such a... <laughs> I love when I have these compliments for a movie, where I'm like, oh, most of the lighting is motivated. Like there's you, a reason no, you could tell it wasn't like yeah. there's a, a reason why a scene is lit away, not just like oh just blast them with light and run the dialogue and get the fuck out of there. Like oh no, there's like they show you lamps and then it's the same color temperature. And I'm like oh basic basic filmmaking. Well yeah, it didn't look like it was done on a cam recorder. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but, you know yeah. I noticed that too right away. The shots actually look pretty decent. They had they actually had locations. It's a decent looking little movie. Yeah, uh, there's a consistent visual style, and then when they start doing the weird dream stuff some interesting visuals and some really big swings in like i was gonna say there was definitely they were going for a style in one of the scenes we'll talk about it when we get into the movie because i wanted to ask you who they were copying okay okay because i'm not sure but i bet you'll know (laughs) yeah so the the basic premise is just if i can give it that uh three couples who seem to be played by identical people it's the exact. Sometimes you lose Bro, track of who they when are. When it showed the first couple, and then it cut to the second couple, and there was a quick second where I said, "Wait, these are different people." Yes, two of the couples almost look identical. They look the exact same. It was baffling, and they're literally they show them both getting into well, cars at the same time. Um, the the American Pie guy. What is his? What the fuck was his name? Uh, I believe his name was Rob. Yeah, Rob in the show, in the movie. Yeah, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. And Rob, then, Robbie of the year. Robbie of the year. <laughs> well, that's what he's going to get called for the rest of this. And then the other couple, same. I also, I was terrible with names on it this one. It is, it's, it's Enzo and Ava are the first couple. Yeah, they're they're kind of the stars. Then Gina and Kaplan. Gina, I remembered because yes, she looked okay. like Gina Carano. So I was able, she does to, so I was able to actually just keep that. And then the so, other ones were 
Jolene. 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 I remember that because I was thinking because she was Southern and I was thinking of the song. She was Southern sometimes. Yes, I have that in my notes. Boy, too. what an inconsistent accent! Because yeah. when she first when they first introduce her, she doesn't have one. Then by the end of the scene, she's like, "Yeah, baby, but dear, but dear." <laughs> so I was like, "What is going on here?" Well, then half, and then towards the end of the movie, she loses it once again. Absolutely. Well, I love when they pull up too, and she's like, you know, she's like, "There they are," and then uh, Robbie of the Year is like, he's like, "I don't feel like dealing with city slickers," and I'm like, "You guys look like the city slickers," because she, like, Jolene is the most like trendy city looking person. Oh, yeah. out of the whole group. And I'm like, she's the folksy southern gal? Well, they try to like really play that up like they're the country bumpkin southerners. Because yeah. their truck has like the hunting deer seat covers or whatever those are, like the mossy right, oak. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. But they yeah, they acted like they were they acted like they were like these backwoods like southern folk, and there was no reason for that. They don't they didn't seem like rednecks or whatever. I don't know. No, and then Robbie of the Year and Kaplan look almost identical. You mix those two up too often well all three of them I, I mean i think like robbie's actually the one who looks slightly different because he's got slightly longer hair enzo and kaplan are the same dude i thought enzo looked a little different to me i uh, see when it went well first when it shows enzo anyway sorry i gotta i gotta head we'll, yeah, we'll get back to this. get back to your, your three couples they go to a, a cabin in seemingly Appalachia or something. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it's just like 100 miles away from anything from else. From anywhere, which doesn't really exist because they land at a major airport, it seems. But but then whatever. Uh, but they go there to have a sleep study done because all of them but Enzo uh, have these reoccurring nightmares that involve a shark. And so they're going there to get their sleep disorder cured uh, supposedly with a pill that will make them deep like to sleep and not have dreams, which I believe already exists. I believe you can just, there are certain pills that make you sleep hard enough. You go past like that well, REM cycle kind of thing. That's also a storyline in Jason versus Fred. Actually, no, in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I think Nancy has some medication. Oh, this also borrows heavily from Dream Warriors. Yeah. There's this, like, we talk about how we're at least happy when a shark movie rips off something else and not just Jaws. This does a full-on nightmare in Elm Street. It's Very true, because this does not touch Jaws. I have to say, thinking about it, doesn't I, touch it. It doesn't. I mean, it also barely has a shark in it. But I appreciated them just going hard and being like, "We're just going to do Freddy rules." <laughs> oh yeah, they really, really did uh, rip off. Yeah, nightmare but that's that's your basic setup. Uh, now we can get into the 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 minutia, I suppose, if we will, because there's there's minutia to be had. Um, yeah, we first meet. What I love, though, the opening to this movie, I actually genuinely loved. I actually really like that opening. Yeah, the sequence. cold open is her. She's uh, in a dream in the middle of a nightmare. Yeah, it, she wakes up in this nightmare. It, first, you see like a face pushing through fabric, which turns out to be a tarp, which doesn't really work because uh, <laughs> I'm like, that wasn't a tarp. That was <laughs> that was stretchy fabric. But okay. But then she gets out and she's in a boat in the middle of a street. Which they clearly shot in a real street because you could you see could a tell, blurred out see. subway sign in the back. Yeah, <laughs> well, you could see the shop. Yeah, the actual shops. Um, and then uh, she's running down the street and she sees her family and they're on a boat waving their hands and then like and they're the, acting very very peculiar. spooky yeah. and then the, her brother gets like covered in blood and like <laughs> well the way they do the cuts too like his like face is being twitchy and stuff I was watching I'm like oh there's like some there's some style to this there's some style there's an idea yeah. here. Um, and then shark fins pop out of puddles, and then she falls into uh, a puddle, and then she's suddenly in the ocean, and like 
uh, seaweed grabs her or whatever. Uh, and then she sees this big shark with like a fucked up face and then she wakes in, up in the real world. Her body is actually floating. Oh, that's right. They show that then. Yeah. She's like floating uh, and then gets slammed into a bookshelf. See, that was kind of a cool shot, too, is when she falls into the water while she's in bed. Her hair floats like she's yeah. in water. So they started fairly strong. There like you said, some, there was there was some neat there was some things. there was some thought put into it. There were some neat things that I liked. I, I will say just to, to tease ahead. Uh, runs out of steam, but I liked I liked what they were coming for a movie called Nightmare Shark. Could have could have had nothing. Could have could have been a real just lazy. I don't know. We've had mind sharks before, and they kind of sucked. I don't know. From the depths was interesting. I it guess was interesting, but, but that one definitely had no budget because they shot everything right. in, in their Airbnb they rented for that weekend. Yeah, they couldn't change anything because otherwise. <laughs> They have to pay a cleaning fee or something. Um, and then, and that's that's the cold open. And then it cuts to them there, get to the airport. Uh, her boyfriend, Enzo, uh, is clearly 40, but they're trying to play him as 25. Because the second I saw him, I'm just like, that is not. <laughs> he's Just because you put black in his hair and put headphones around his neck doesn't mean he's a kid. <laughs> when you see the couple, it's like, one of these things is not like the other. No, it, was, it was the first thing I said when it cut to him, and he's got headphones around his neck. And I'm just like, hello, fellow teens. I'm like, yeah, all right, dude. Um, and then they're talking about this sleep study thing. And then, yeah, it cuts to the other couple. They get in, they get into a car at the airport and then it cuts to a girl in front. And for a second, I thought, I'm like, is, are they getting into separate cars? Is Ava getting into a separate car? Nope. Different lady who we're being introduced to. And that's Gina. <laughs> and then it cuts to the Kaplan. I'm like, oh, this is a different couple. Yes, the exact the, which, same. Which is couple. weird too that they were getting into a car right in front of them. Right in front of them, and they're fucking doppelgangers. I was blown away. And then the next couple too is the same. They're all brunettes, and I do I do have a slight theory that this also has a little bit of fetish <laughs> in it. Cause all the women are brunettes. I noticed there's moments where they all have to do like a desperate crawl, and I'm like, mmm. And then later, one of them chokes oh. the other one out, and I'm like this, and they're like choke me, and oh, I'm like this the, is the uh, first brothers. I'm gonna call them the firsty brothers. They yeah. really, really wanted to get Gina naked, like they wanted to oh, see her boobs, 100%. but it wasn't rated R. Well, it's a, they were well, bumped. It's a sci-fi movie. I know they you were bumped. They pushed. The, they actually pushed the. I, I would say they pushed I the boundaries was, very hard on the sexuality. I of this was movie. very surprised at how close they got to like full on nudity and a point you see it like a sex scene on a security a kind camera. Of a graphic, and sex I was like, scene. I'm like, oh, that's like a sex scene actually. Well, and then it cuts to them in the bedroom. Remember? Yeah, yeah, but no. The anytime. In a movie like this, especially a cheaper movie, where all of the women look exactly the same, my immediate reaction is like, that is the director's type. He wanted his type in the movie. Because otherwise, you'd mix it up visually. You wouldn't have all the women look the same. If you want to make a good movie with characters, you can keep separate. It gets very confusing. (laughs) It gets very confusing. And I, especially like Ava and Gina, look exactly the same. Like, Jolene Louise has slightly different hair and dresses a little different. Oh, no, because, yeah, even their face shapes are very, very similar. Super similar. Super duper similar. Um, But then they show up... uh, Well, first, as they're driving there, there was a weird... When we introduced Jolene and Robbie of the Year, um, 
there's a song playing. It's a country song, and I just these lyrics, and I had the the subtitles on. It just, the lyrics, and it's done like a really like pop country song, but it just it goes drive real slow with the windows down in hell, and I was like, what? <laughs> And then Jolene, like, she's talking about, like, oh, it's crazy that there's different levels of sleep and they mean different things. And that she's doing not Southern and she seems very smart. And then later she's like, I'm a big dumb idiot. And I'm like, is she dumb or smart? Is she Southern or not? What the fuck? So, is, yeah, I was like, is that the the way it was written or was she rebelling a bit? And she's like, I'm, I'm not doing the shit. <laughs> You know, nah. I think it's just bad acting, because uh, she's the worst of all of them. But it's, it's sometimes, sometimes she's very southern. And honestly, too, Robbie of the year, bro, couldn't decide if he was southern or not either. Like I like, you know, I got nothing against Thomas Ian Nichols. I've seen him in other stuff, uh, but he couldn't quite decide if he was gonna have a southern accent or not either. There's three parts to the human mind. First, there's the thoughts that are of your focus of attention right now, like me. Then there's your memory, and then there's the unconscious mind, which is the most important part, because it's the part you can't see. It's not that he doesn't have feelings, it's just, he doesn't know how to talk about them. He just gets mad. But yeah, he has like a dream vision too, while he's driving, suddenly there's, I can't remember what he sees exactly. Oh, he he's running to that, it's a lake, and he's- Oh, that one's really interesting, actually, because yeah. he pulls off and sees like a boat, and he goes, and there's like a dead body with like white eyes. Well, and this the- is and this is the one I want to ask you about because this is one where it does all the jump cuts to the different scenes. Okay, uh, and I swear they're trying to like rip off somebody's style, and I don't know who. I think I think the jump cutting for that stuff is more. I think it's actually more just utilitarian because it makes things seem goofy. Because they keep doing it like during like facial reactions, they just jump cut yeah. like several blinks in well, a row. And this one was like cutting in on like images really fast. I mean, it's very. I mean, it's very like Hellraiser, very saw. It's it's, it's like it's a it's it's one of those like tools for horror filmmaking where if sure. you do these like rapid fire cuts, it makes things just feel uncomfortable. So I don't think it's a specific director they're ripping off but it is like a it's a thing. kind of a trope it's kind of a trope it's yeah. a it's a tool you can use to do that if you do like you just do a bunch of little cuts in between a moment it's gonna feel weird and kind of yeah. surreal and you know um but that one's interesting though because he goes he like gets out of this truck and he goes up to this raft and there's like a bloody person with like milky eyes and he looks up and he goes it's my raft it's my raft it's my raft and then the guy and then he's like get out of my raft, my raft. and he goes okay yep. <laughs> he gets out and i'm like that's weird and then he like rows out to save them and then i love it cuts back to jolene and she's like clapping and stomping like it's a hoedown she's like <laughs> And then it cuts to him waking up. He like fell asleep while driving. And I'm like, I was, at this point, I'm like, I'm kind of in on this movie. You no, know, some of the dream sequences are very jarring. They're just weird. And I'm kind of in on this movie. Uh, and then when they they get there, all all the whole gang is at the um, the the cabin. Yeah, we'll just call it the cabin. That's what it's it the is. The cabin, but then there's a facility downstairs because, of course, there is. You know those things that exist. A cabin in the middle of nowhere that has a ultra, you know, hyper technologically advanced lab underneath but, it. Guys, it has an MRI scanner <laughs> in the basement. Yeah, as yeah. most basements would. Yeah. In um, and they meet. They meet the doctor, Doctor Kovacs. Kovac. Yeah. Kovac. Um, played by the guy we we're talking about, the not F. Murray Abraham, Tony. Um, 
Amendola. Faux Murray Abraham. Faux. Uh? Faux Fake Murray Abraham. Uh, fake fake Abraham? I don't know. F. Murray Fake Graham. <laughs> uh, anyway, they meet him. Uh, it's very clear he has a, a dark secret. I, I called the second they told a story. Ava tells her backstory where she has this dream about this shark, right? Because she was on a vacation with her family and then some masked man pulled up and shot a hole in their boat so they sunk and then they were eaten by sharks. So that's who she saw in her dream was her dead family. Um, I don't know if it's, should I just spoil it right now? I called in that moment. I said out loud to Jess, I said, oh, the masked man is the doctor. I was and a then, little later to the party, but 26 minutes in, I was like, okay, doctor's I, the villain. I called it in that moment. I'm like, oh, that's him. That's him in the backstory. And I, what I said was, I said, that's him. This is all a specific setup for him to do something with this nightmare shark. He has created it and trying to bring it into the world. Yes. I wasn't quite right on that because there's an extra twist on the twist. So not to, sorry to spoil it right away, but the movie lets you know pretty quickly that the doctor's the villain because other shit happens shortly afterwards. But right away, I like I called the ending and I said to Jess, I'm like, I feel like I shouldn't know that. And she goes, oh, no, you shouldn't. And I said, my mind is broken. She goes, yeah. <laughs> She goes. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have this movie figured out. Um, he's so he's developed a medicine. Yes, that's the backstory, right? Yeah, that's the whole backstory. He's gonna. He's got like a pill. Study them, and he has a pill that supposedly because he's also a victim of a shark attack. He says early on. Yes, something with a shark attack, and he used to have these dreams too. And there's an explanation. I'll put it in here. Um, but something about how how sharks invade dreams or something something. Like all of you, I too have experienced a dream. A nightmare, if you will. And like everyone else here, my nightmare began after a shark attack. Now, I have researched this dream. Its origins go back centuries. People experience it during asphyxiation. If they live, it's common for the dream to recur while sleeping. But in reality, it's the mind's reaction to extreme terror. Rob storms out. Robbie yes. of the year. He's got his own way of dealing with things, which is a beer he magically produces out of nowhere. He's whenever he needs to, just suddenly that's he his second a magical beer. beer yeah, yeah, because he because he, he walked out of the cabin. He walked out holding nothing, and and then Jolene's like, "I think we should stay, baby," because she's southern in that scene. And he goes, "You do this. You got my I got my own way of dealing with it." And then cracks a beer well, that was not there. Well, he also has a line which contradicts some of the movies, like. I saw a hotel ten miles back. I'll just go stay there. But there's nothing for a hundred miles around. Right, yeah. But even that line too, about the hundred miles around was like, oh, th- there's a gas station down the road a little bit. Then beyond that, so it sounds like there's a town close by. Yeah, they can't really make up their mind about they, what's happening. There. They can't. Uh, but Robbie leaves, and then um, I'm just, I'll just, I'll just say it bluntly. He gets killed by a dream wind. Dream wind. Yeah. Because he sees something and he pulls over and then a, some sort of burst of air that's also a swarm of bugs or something. But we really don't even see him die. It's just, we just see the, the Jeep Does blow a slam over. into him and knocks over the truck. Yeah, and then we, yeah. just, we just don't come back to him. Um, then we, uh, everyone's going to bed now. Um, Gina and Kaplan have sex and there's... Uh, a stuffed duck with a, a bright red flashing light on its eye. Nothing suspicious about that stuffed duck in their room. No, definitely I'm, not a camera. It's not a camera. Could you be worse? Like to put to take the effort to put a camera inside the head of a yeah, taxi. Don't duck have a light, and then to it. have the bright red light 
cover that. Hey, cover that. Yeah, you don't need that. That doesn't help with the visuals. Cover up the red recording light. Um, and then Ava goes to stay with Jolene because she's worried about her. She's worried about Jolene. This but person then immediately she just leaves her as soon as Jolene falls the asleep. The second she falls asleep, she leaves. Um, and then uh, this, this no here. This isn't really about the movie, but. Uh, I, I love watching closed captions sometimes and seeing what they do wrong. And I love that instead of ominous music, it just said ominousic. And I'm like, I'm very into that. It just combined them into one word. Did it a couple times. Did another one too. That it, it tried to say plexiglass thud, but it came out as plexiglithid. And I was like, I love it. Love it. So now here's where here's where the movie starts falling apart a little bit. Not in that it gets like bad, bad. But everything now is based upon characters making shitty decisions to get to one set piece to the other. Because right away, Gina and Kaplan have sex. And then she's like, I'm going to take a bath. And they both have taken these like sleeping pills to fall asleep or whatever, right? The whole point is they're supposed to go to sleep for a sleep study, blah, blah. She's like, well, I'm going to take a bath. Wake me up. I'm like, oh, yeah, sound logic there. We're both here for a sleep study. We yes. both take... You're ins- both insanely tired. We're both... We, yeah, we covered how we're insanely tired. We, uh, insanely tired. We just had sex. We've taken pills to help us sleep. Now I'm going to take a bath. It's on your... Yes. Your head. Kaplan, you are laying in a bed. You're laying in a bed in the other and room. you're in a very you comfortable to, bath. You need to keep an eye on me while I'm going to go get into a warm bath. We are both medicated for sleep. What a great fucking idea. And it's like, I know why they did this, because they did this whole moment was to get her in the tub so they could rip off a nightmare on Elm Street. You know, when Nancy's taking the bath and the claw comes up, they're doing that but with a shark fin. And it's almost verbatim the way they shot it's it. It's verbatim. And even the shark fin, once it, she opens her eyes, it goes, oop, and it hides. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then she gets pulled in by the shark, we're assuming, Kaplan comes to save her. He like falls and hits his head. Well, he can't pull her out for some reason. Remember, he's yanking. Mm-hmm. She won't come out. Didn't like that wording. He wasn't yanking his, you know, because he just had sex. She won't come out. Um, <laughs> well, no, he's trying to pull her out of the tub. Yeah, and she's he's just stuck. he's just tugging rope right. Now. <laughs> yeah, he's just had sex. There's nothing. It's like happen. Taffy. <laughs> he's pulling Taffy. <laughs> but then she gets pulled under it. But then he well, falls and hits his head. Yeah, she somehow. Ends up like yanking him into into the shower, and he bonks his head. Yeah, he falls into his head, and then falls over, and then she just gets out, and then she's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, he's unconscious." Yeah, but then she like leaves. She just gets into a towel, of course. Gets, gets in a towel. She runs to find other people, and then oh, then he gets he gets sucked into a dream. Uh, cause, does he? Yes, because that's when he wakes up. And looks around, and then he goes out into the main cabin, remember? And then he sees all the windows are full of water. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because then I, he sees um, I like Gina. This, I like this That was kind sequence. of a cool one. This is a cool one, because then he looks... First, he looks out in the glass, and he sees her, like, floating outside in the water. And then he looks up at the skylight... And she's giant. She's giant, like banging on the glass for help. And then he looks in. There's water coming out the chimney. And he looks up, and then a shark head goes. No, and good visuals. Good visuals. There's neat ideas in this. I like the idea of doing dream stuff. Um, and then my, my notes are a little chintzy, so I can't remember exactly what happens from there. But then, then immediately they're all just like, well, we 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 missed a uh, a scotch here where when Ava we missed a scotch. When she, I don't know why she leaves. I can't remember why she leaves. Does she hear something? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. She meets the doctor. Oh, that's right. In the living room, we'll say. And they're chatting about the main cabin area, about her. She was having a like dream again or something. Yeah. And yeah. And then he uh, dexters her. He stabs <laughs> her in the neck with a needle. Yeah. He, he sedates her, knocks her out, and then he 
takes her downstairs and puts her in the MRI machine. And she stays there for a good 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, she's gone for a spell. For our main character, she's gone for a while just sleeping in But she MRI does pop machine. up in dream sequences. But it's still after a while. It though. is after a little she's bit. She's gone though. for a bit. Uh, and then we kill Kaplan. And then Enzo, Enzo goes looking for her. Well, no, first he sends, uh, he helps Jolene. Because she's going to go look for Rob. The, the, and that's what I was getting to. Because next there's like... They want to go to town, and he's like, "There's a bike," and she's like, "What?" They make a big deal about this bike that, that was she such just a takes. Do you remember the way he said that too? I I made a note about it because it's fucking. It was just weird the yeah, way he said it. He because there's something like he's like, "If you like, if you were ridden a bike or something like that," and she's like, "Yes," and I can't tell if she's supposed to be that dumb of a southerner. That like, nah, I grew up on back roads. Ain't never seen no bike. It's me, Jolene. You see my boyfriend, he rookie of the oh, yeah, year. No, he literally just says, he's like, there's a bike over there. You want a bike? And well, he, the way he said it, though. The way he said it, but then also their reactions, because they all look around like, yeah. And they go there. And I, that's why I just wrote down, I wrote, big deal about this bike. And it's just a bike. And they don't actually end up using it. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Nothing happens with it. No, because they, they make they, such a big fucking deal they, they bike. Walk. Wait, where are you going? I'm walking. Gotta find Rob. There's a bike over there. You want a bike? Where? Towards the shed. Because they walk it out to the road and then they see Rob's, they find Rob's vehicle, truck. which should not be there. Because he was driving for a little while. A while and during the day, and so no one yeah. saw it. But then he crashed his car and then so it's just still there and they get there, they don't find Rob's. So yeah, they don't they literally leave the bike there. They drop it. And they're like, oh, because remember first he straps his phone on it with the flashlight on. He's like, the flashlight on. He's like, I'm gonna give you a light so you can see other cars and they'll see you. And then they find the truck, they drop it, and then he grabs his phone back. I'm like, cool. So all of that was nothing. We didn't need any of that. This bike didn't have to get introduced. We didn't have to tie a phone to the front of the bike. Got it. Because we're gonna leave it all behind. Okay. And then a joke I wrote here. And I said out loud to Jess, and she didn't really seem to enjoy it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up for you, and then and then tell you the joke. But Enzo gets back right, and he goes and he demands to see Ava. She takes him there, and um, and he's like, she she uh, said it was okay to be sedated and put in an MRI machine. He's like, yeah, come look at the form here, and he shows the forms, and he moves a a a, a duck paperweight. It's a duck head paperweight. And then Enzo goes to use the phone, and the doctor hits him with the duck. And I, I said, "Yeah, duck him up." <laughs> See, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought that was a cute little joke. Yeah, I knew it wasn't good, right. but it's fun. Jess gave it nothing. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> and then we go to Ava in a desert. Yes. and she sees another weird vision of her parents done in a fun, goofy way. Where they're like, Rah! and then like the face stretches, and there's morphing, and yeah, because the mom's fingers are getting all big yeah, and stuff. I mean, they're doing, they're doing stuff. There's some neat stuff. Now, Dustin, I've noticed you just cracked a beer there, and it is not a hold my pretzel. What do you got there? Uh, so we've done this on the show before, I believe, but it is the Revolution Brewing Anti Hero? Sure is. Which this, is a really good IPA. This is what you call calling an audible because we didn't want to drink the other two hold my pretzels. They were that bad. So I had some anti-heroes upstairs. So much better. Clink. Uh we're 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 changing horses midstream. Is that what you say? Change ship midstream? You can be in a horse midstream. 
I'm on a, I'm on a river horse. We're on a river horse. <laughs> mm. Now that is a quality brew. That's tasty. It's really good. I'm glad it came to Mason City. I do purchase a six-pack of this often. That is why we had it before, because we were both very excited that uh, Revolution was in our area. Um, Hot single Revolution in your area. (laughs) Uh, So then there's also a moment here, too, where Jolene and Gina now have teamed up. They teamed up, yeah. To do nothing for a little bit. Because my favorite part is where they're just sitting. Because Oh, because they went and told the doctor that they found Rob's truck. And he's like, I'll call the police and then we'll we'll figure it out. Blah, blah, then blah. he said he's going to take him to town in the morning. But then he like leaves on a tractor to go move the truck himself is what we gather. But he's just gone for a minute. And then Jolene and Gina are just sitting there. And then uh, Jolene's like, you, you, y'all want a caffeine pill? Because she's Southern sometimes and not other times. And they're like, yeah, they take caffeine pills. And then she's like, cool. It's like, well, do you want to go to sleep? And I'll keep an eye on you. I'm like, what do you mean? You just gave her a caffeine pill. And now you're going to be like, now go sleep. This go movie, night-night. This movie is always very contradictive of itself. That's what I mean of like the bad, the dumb character choices just to get us to where we need to go. And then... Well, then uh, also, okay, so when Gina falls... Is it Gina or Jolene, Jolene falls? Who falls asleep? I feel like it's Gina. It's Gina. And then doesn't Jolene just immediately take off again? Yeah, yeah, she's like, I'm going to watch you. And then Gina goes to sleep and she's like, okay, bye. Yeah, so every, every time these characters are supposed to be watching one another. They always say they're going to do something. And then they just. And then they don't. And she just leaves. Oh, because this this part yeah. was really bad. So this she leaves and she goes to try to call someone right on the phone. Yes, she finds out the phone has no batteries in it Yeah, at but all. do you remember hearing the phone sounds as she's pressing buttons? I don't. But I, I rewound I, it to I make sure. <laughs> And then because she, she looks at the back yeah. and sees there's no oh, batteries. And you can hear it's like, doot, 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 doot. And she's like, here's nothing. So she opens it. There's no batteries. I'm like, guys. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. And then they find, well, because then Gina starts having a dream because she's floating at a point. I can't remember what the full dream is that she's having. I don't remember what the isn't, sequence isn't is. Isn't she just seeing the shark in her hotel room? Like she looked at the ceiling. We're getting another like Freddy Krueger esque. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like wall. Freddy Krueger frighteners, you know, pushing through the wall kind of thing. So yeah, and that's the start of the movie too. Is right away just like remember Freddy Krueger? Remember Nightmare on Elm Street? That was neat. Um, but then she she's floating and Jolene just pulls her down, which takes her out of the dream. This is where we start getting really nebulous with what the rules of the dreams are, because it seems like they're going with kind of Freddy rules, but they're getting they're pretty fast and loose with what the rules are, because they never establish them. No, and you, and you know me, I'm kind of a rules guy when it comes to movies. You have if, if you're, you're a bit of a stickler. Either have rules or don't. Right. You don't care about the rules. You just want them. I just I need you to be consistent with what you decide the rules yes. are. You just want something established. I want there. something established. It's fine if you don't want to tell me the rules and they can be nebulous. Okay, but this movie does that thing where it's like, oh, if we do blank, then blank happens. But we're also not going to stay true to that. That's where I get upset. That's where I get annoyed with rules. I'm okay if you're like, there's no rules. We're not going to tell you the rules. I'm okay with that. Or if you're like, these are the fucking rules here, how we're going to follow it. I like both those paths. I'm fine with either. But you can't be in the middle. You can't kind of have rules and then ignore them when it's convenient. Because that's just plot armor then. So at this point, we go back to Enzo. He's in the closet. He got locked in the closet. I don't think we mentioned that. Got in the closet. Enzo's back in that closet. Back in the closet. I suspected he may. Suspected he in the closet. Anyway, he escapes the closet. So he's back out. Good for him. <laughs> right? No, I hate the way he does it too, because he like destroys a 
like a mop or a broom and has a exposed screw like he knew that was going to happen. And then he like just very e- very easily like slides his uh, he has um twisty tie, you know, the zip ties. Zip tie handcuff. And he just like thing. lightly just skids over the screw and he's out. Oh yeah, that did happen, huh? Yeah. I was vaguely And then he cl- it, he but... climbs on top of a um file cabinet and then he opens the top drawer and happens to find a flashlight. Happens <laughs> to find a flashlight, gets into the vents, goes full die hard. Is climbing through these vents for these, the. This is the first of two times, by the way. I just want to make that the clear. first of two times. He'll in, be back in in, those in vents. industrial dents as, uh, vents, as if he's in a office building. They're huge. They're huge. They, and they're oddly clean again. For, they're very clean. For you know, I mean, I guess you know, I've got some vents here, but they're not massive ones that connect to other places. Well, you think in a cabin, if it was a vent like that. It's not going to hold a human being's weight. No, and if you no. look at these ones, I have in my basement here. A uh, very small, very thin. Yeah, they're they're meant. Th- the sole purpose is to get the air conditioning from that room to here. Yeah, <laughs> not to uh, carry a human being. Yeah, from room to room, and they don't go to really any other part of the house. These are just <laughs> these vents here. But but sure, sure, we got diehard vents. Let's do it. That's fine. Listen, I will. I will die. I, uh, McLean versus Freddy, I'd watch it. I'm checking that out. Watch yeah. that movie 100. percent You kidding me? Yippee Kaye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this is where my next note just says kink alert. Kink yes, so, alert. Kink and- alert. <laughs> Here comes my kink. I'm the director. Here's my kink. Because Enzo and our two other heroines run into one another. Yep. And they got to get Ava out of that room. They find her. And they just decide that, oh, if we go to sleep, I can go into the same dream. This is the rule thing, like you this said. This is the yeah, rule they, thing. Somehow, yeah. This they, came out of nowhere. Because her line is something like, if we can't get in there, I'll get her in the dream. Yeah. No plan. No plan. Other and than a, you have a scissors in your hand, and, which you decide you can bring in with you. Because another rule we have never established. Just Freddy rules. Just, I, I it, wish, is, it is a Freddy rule, yeah. It is a Freddy rule. But in the, in the Freddy movies, they establish that. Yes, something happens where uh, things. Nancy brought Freddy's hat out. Exactly. There was something. There was a setup, and therefore there was a payoff. Yes. I honestly, I, at this point, I would have loved a character to look at the camera and be like, "You've seen the Freddy movies, right?" Okay. Or even just that exposition dump. Well, maybe yeah. like in the Freddy movies, this will work. Yeah, that, that even would have been better. Or than if, or if Jolene just looks around, and she goes, "You saying we're dream warriors now?" That would be fun if they kept referencing that. Ah, shucks. I'm a ding dang dream warrior now. Oh beans. Ding. <laughs> uh yeah, they just they just yeah. Well, okay, so those two um between the scenes they Gina, watched they watched three or four yeah. Freddy movies. Now they're experts. <laughs> well, Gina decides she's gonna go in, be a dream warrior. Now, but here's the thing, this also makes no sense where she's like, I'll go into the dream and get her out. They've all already slept and dreamed and weren't in each other's dreams. Right. But now suddenly she just has decided she will be in the same dream with her. Also, Enzo's with those two. He knows she's been sedated, so chemically sedated. Mm. Can you just bring someone out of that? I don't. I don't. Who's to say? But Gina grabs some some shears and she's like, "I'm gonna go in the dream," and well, the, and then Enzo's like, I'm, "I'm gonna go back in the vents and try to get into that room." That's his plan. Is that what he does? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, he just dips out and he's like, he's going back in the vents. Uh, I liked it in there. I felt safe. So I'm gonna get back in the vents. They felt it felt safe and secure. It's like, actually warm in there, like um, my mother's womb. I'm gonna get back in them vents. Uh, I'm gonna go back to doing a diehard. You guys, you guys keep doing a Freddy. I'm gonna go do a diehard. Sounds good. 
Uh, and then Gina's like, first she goes, I'm just gonna ho- I'm gonna hold my breath until I pass out. And I'm like, I know well, I heard that line. I was like, I even have a note. I'm like, I don't think that's possible. No, I said out loud. I'm like, it's not possible. Your body won't let and you then, suffocate. Like, Ten seconds that later, way. she's like, Oh, I can't she's do it. She's like, Dang it! And she goes, You're gonna have to choke me till I pass out. And that's where I was like, eh, eh, Kink alert! Eh, eh. And then that's yeah. when I was like, Fellas, get your tissues ready. And then we have a a pretty long moment of of Jolene choking out. <laughs> Because there's a point. There's a point where she's almost there. She's almost there, and I, and even too, I was like, "Oh, oh I made it!" Because <laughs> ladies, was. I'm done. I'm done. You, uh, yeah, stop she was doing that. Stop. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's why they're all the same brunette. Gotcha. Okay, okay. The 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 firsty brothers have a uh, have a couple of brunette exes. They uh, <laughs> they miss. Okay. Uh, and then she, yeah, she's just in the desert dream with Ava, who Ava's, I guess, been running in this desert for who knows how long. Which, how do you just find someone? She just shows up there right away. She's like, the okay. whole thing, I know they're trying to rip off Freddy. Yeah. Which it is Freddy 3. It's all Freddy 3, like you said, Dream Warriors. It's Dream Warriors, baby. Um, God, I can't remember the character's name, but Patricia Arquette's character can pull people into her dreams. Yeah, what is her name in that? <sighs> Mrs. Dream Warrior. Patricia, Dream Warrior. Kristen Parker. Kristen Parker, the Dream Warrior. The Dream Warrior. Yeah, her power is to pull people into her yes. dreams. But that's established in the that's movie. That's established right it's away. established. Because uh, she talks about how she could pull her father into her dreams when she was young. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. I, we, you we know got, what? We've brought that movie up too many times to not cover. We'll just watch it sometime. Because that's truly my favorite one. We'll just do it. It's the best one. It's it's, it's the most 80s. Didn't Frank Darabont write it or, write it or some oh, shit? Oh, did he? I think he That would it. make sense. Um, uh, what happens? Now? Oh, then this is where Gina and Ava are just kind of like... In the dream world, getting attacked. Oh, because then the shark teeth come out of the sand a la, like, Dune almost. And it's very Dune. I, I expected, I had that thought in my head too. I was like, I expected just a big one. Well, I had that. Old, it was between yeah. Dune and Sandworms from Beetlejuice. Yeah. Those are the two vibes yeah, I was getting. Because it was just a, like this round mouth. Even Jess just goes, that's weird for a shark mouth. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I feel like they're doing a Dune or a something. I, even though this is before the remake of Dune, but it just was these teeth like closing in around them, but in like a circle. Um, and then they're just like in that dream for a while, getting pulled out. They're both floating. They're both screaming, just like well, and then <laughs> and um, floating around. Um, Gina tries to stab Ava on the hand with scissors, and she phases oh, out yeah. for a second. She's like, "It'll wake and then you she up." She twitches and then comes back. And I'm like, "Well, that was pointless." That was yeah, yeah. She's like, "I'll just stab you with these shears I brought in." And it just takes a while to get them out of the dream. But Ava gets out of the dream. Long story short, Gina doesn't and gets killed. Well, they do the... Uh, she gets grabbed a bunch of fucking times. Well, they, no, they do like a Vecna Stranger Things they where they both do. float up. They actually do. This movie was ahead of its time. It was. It knew what we wanted. I I was like, get a Kate Bush <laughs> record <laughs> and get them down. <laughs> so we, we've lost Gina. We lost Gina. She served her purpose, which was the kink and <laughs> yes we all came she's gone we're fine <laughs> no she was the, she was the kink of that listen, entire movie listen, though listen we came she died we conquered all right um <laughs> we came we cried we're happy <laughs> we came we cried we're married now and um, 
Yeah, and then all the characters meet up at a campfire for reasons I don't remember. No, they even have a line. They're like, I don't even care if he sees us. Yeah. Because we're going to stop him or something weird. Well, but I think that was about the shark and not even about Dr. Kovac. That could have been. I think they were just like... But either way, yes, they, <laughs> they start a campfire... 20 feet from the house yeah and they're just hanging out knowing is, that he's the villain and this is an hour into the movie and yeah they're just hanging out there and then i feel like one of them tells some more like character backstory but at this point i really don't give a shit well yeah and so their plan around the campfire is to pull a freddy and get the shark out into the real world to kill him Yes, because they, 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 have have they have decided it's yes. Freddy rules. We have they our, didn't tell us that, <laughs> yeah. but they have decided it is full Freddy rules, and they will just pull him well, out of the And dream. we have our one callback this whole movie. In the very beginning, we learn that Enzo dabbles in hypno, hyp, hypnosis. Oh, yeah, hypnotherapy. That's right. He, yes. he started learning how to do it, and I guess he's suddenly a good... Which, actually, the one joke happened that I did laugh at. Wow. When he does his little thing. Oh, yeah, and, and hypnotizes her. And the Jolene's like, you're good. And then she falls down, there's a dart in her back. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I was like, okay, I kind of like that joke. That was an okay joke. It was just a weird point in the movie. And then Dr. Kovacs there, he's got a tranquilizer gun. Yeah, he hits Jolene. Shoots Jolene too. Jolene! And she's she's like, oh, beans, I done got tranquilized. Um, And then... So both Ava and Jolene are now under, but he decides to then give... Not only does he give a villain monologue to Enzo... At one point, he stopped because Enzo tries to attack him, and he shoots like the the yeah. weapon away. And he goes, "I was trying to tell you my story." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Hey, bro, you interrupted my villain monologue. Can you wait?" Hey, he's like, "Can we, can we talk about this?" That was listen, unprofessional. Come in here. That was very rude. That was rude. I'm trying to tell you my whole backstory, my whole reason for doing any of this. I know you're not even like the one who cares because you you're of all these people, you're the only one who doesn't have the dreams. Who doesn't have the sleep disorder? So really, you're not even the one who needs the explanation. I need to tell someone. I need to tell somebody. This is the point in, in a movie in which you do it. And wow, you just reached for a machete, rude. Do you know how many times I've done this in front of the mirror? I've been practicing all week because I knew. I listen. I was inviting you all here. I knew it was going to go tits up. I knew it was <laughs> going to go bad. Okay. So I've been practicing this monologue. So eventually, I'm going to, have to explain to somebody, and I've been planning it for years. As my my monologue will explain to you, I've been planning this for like 30 years. So just if you could, if you could just chill, if you could just chill, just okay, sit there, look surprised, look surprised. Let me tell you my evil plan. Um, it involves a Hawaiian shark god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Which we find out was the name, one of the names on the side of the boat. We kept we, seeing, we didn't bring that up at all. We didn't even bring up the name of the no, boat. No, because the movie didn't. You just see it in the background that there was a boat in the beginning that said, that had. It's uh, the bottom dweller. Kauau'u. So, K, well, no, that's not even that one. There's that one, and there's one later where we see Kauau'u. Oh, yeah, there's two names the, on the in boat. In the flashbacks, and yeah. then another one. So, K U A H U H U. Kauau'u. Um, which then, yeah, so I wrote it down. An hour five in the movie, we finally get an explanation to what that is. So this movie tries to cram in a lot of story in like the last 15 minutes. And they try to cram it all in in a villain monologue. <laughs> in a villain monologue. That has like two different which is flashbacks like, in it. And, which is the laziest way to go, too. And within 10 minutes. So first, he, so at, at an hour five, he explains what Kawhi, or No, no, he doesn't. Uh, uh, Enzo finds it. He finds it. 
in a book. Like, look what he's highlighted oh, yeah, here. yeah, that's the other way they it's do a, it. It's a Hawaiian shark god, that blah, blah. Look at what he's highlighted here. Wau, a shark the Hawaiians worshipped, exists between the real world and dreams. He desires to enter our world and rule it. Once a foothold is gained through a victim's dreams, he will torture them eternally in the dream world until he achieves his goal of crossing into the real world or the victim dies. That's what's been happening to us. There's more. Ten minutes later is when the doctor shows up and he tranquilizes them. Then, and he's like, then he tells us all he was the one. I met Kawau. And by the way, the whole time, like the shark either appears as a shark or also a swarm of bugs in dreams. There's no reason why. Um, and I looked it up too. Kawau, I, I can't find a real reference that he was a Hawaiian shark god. There's references to this one story, but then there's other Hawaiian shark gods that have different names. So I don't, I came out of that with kind of a big question mark of I'm not sure if this is, they took something. I think they took a story that's been told, but it's not like the shark god. Anyway, whatever. I, I do love the line he has to. Uh, Enzo, when he like shoots the weapon away, he goes, "You're not a hero, you're a chump." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, love that. Jolene dies. She drowns in her dream, and then we see a torrent of water coming out of her <laughs> mouth, which is a hose behind a face, and the lazy, and they hold on it for too long. Oh, and it, it shoots beyond her mouth, like yeah. the, the spray. It's, yeah. yeah, it's bad. And then Ava just gets oh she she's confronting the shark in her dream so yes, she finds, a, she shotgun. finds a shotgun yep we re, she goes through the dream we saw in the cold open well then we finally get the full explanation right of well that was where it reveals what I solved was that the yeah. that the doctor oh he, shit we kind of we we totally passed over her whole explanation how she took second in a water skiing competition and she was being a brat. And she wanted to go back to the mainland. Now, we skipped over that because I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. She goes into a big monologue of how her parents died. Well, her parents died because, yeah, that whole thing. And then, but the masked man shot the boat and whatever. Shot the boat. Which I said was the doctor. It was. Because yeah. he got to see her at one other point and realized she... He, well, she had some sort of... Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. Let's catch our breath. Hold on. Let's go Let's go. One, let's go back Let's a go bit. one flashback at a time here. Okay. Because first he talks about yeah, when during he his went, monologue he went diving and confronted Kawau. Don't be rude. I was about to tell my story. I was diving when it happened. Then I saw it. Kawau. I was terrified at first, but then I became fascinated by the sight. I reached out to touch the swarm, and then it communicated. And then he like technically drowned, but then was saved. And then he noticed that it was he must have had a dream where his hand got infected. But so the real things from the dream infected his real life. And he took a scan of himself, realizing he had a specific thing in his brain that no other patient had. Then when he met Ava, when she was a kid, he studied her, gave her MRI. She had the same thing. So he had to. But and he he couldn't study her because her parents wouldn't allow it. So he decided to create the perfect scenario for her to have to come to him and for this whole thing to come out, which was to follow the family down, kill them all. Hope she wouldn't die. Yeah. In a shark attack in the water. Cause he just left her there. And then t- 
20 years later set up this whole thing for her to come there because she because Kawauu needs a human vessel to enter the human world. The movie tells us all of this in the last 15 minutes of the movie. Too much story at this point. And then Ava just like shoots the shark in the dream. She comes out of it. But then the swarm comes out of it too, kills Enzo, kills the doctor. She runs back into the house, gets downstairs. The swarm, the dream shark swarm surrounds her. Oh, yeah. Because they do a real subtle thing with the MRI machine in that one of our clones has metal pins in his leg. And he's like, I can't get in that machine. One of our clones. (laughs) Yeah. But then she gets into it, but then... But she, like, presses a button, because I think what they're trying to say is because metal reacts poorly, you know, it's it's actually a huge magnet. Why would that affect... I didn't catch any of that. I don't know. I just saw her hiding in the room. You're you're tying more together than I did. But that's what they're trying to insinuate. But But why would that affect it? It also doesn't matter, because then she just wakes up in the MRI machine. The doctor pulls her out. Well, and then they... They and he's, continue to copy Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, then he's like, it worked. You've been cured. And she's like, okay. And then everyone's there. And she's like, everyone's waiting for you. And they're like, yay. And then she goes upstairs, walks to the kitchen. And then she looks at the window. And it's water. And the dream shark is there. And then the movie's just over. And as you can see that I wrote here at the bottom, no conclusion. That resolves nothing. Well, that's a Nightmare on Elm Street after the first movie. It Nancy is. gets into a convertible with all of her friends. No, I know. But even that, though, it's planting the seed earlier than that, whether everything's a dream or not. You know what I mean? You're already in that place. So this, like, at the end of this movie, nothing's resolved. What does it all mean? Who won? Did anyone? And it's just over. Thanks for spending your time here. And that's where I got really annoyed because I'm like, give a, a mild conclusion. I get it. I know you're trying to rip off Freddy. But all of this was what? What was a dream? Was none of it a dream? Was all of it a dream? Is she dead? Is Who she knows? alive? I know. I thought for a second, like, is this a Jacob's Ladder situation? We're gonna get. I into? went full Jacob's Ladder too. I'm like, are yeah. we going straight from the depths here? And this yeah. is a Jacob's Ladder, or it was this a dream? And I, I and she got up and Jess just goes, "Was that a dream?" And I go, "No, there's gonna be a second twist." But then the second twist made it more confusing. Where I'm like, "Well, oh, she's it's much worse in a dream," and then it's just over. So. So I have nothing for you, listening audience. And that's Nightmare Shark. <laughs> You're not a hero, Enzo. You're a chump. On the the list of shark movies we've covered on the show, on the more interesting end. Way more interesting. I think what I would have personally liked to have seen yeah. is more time with our characters having their dreams before they went to the doctor's cottage. I... I or that or one of my thoughts was because they immediately are like something fishy's here. I'm like, I would have loved one night of them all being there with nothing really happening. Maybe some weird dreams. We get dreams that night. Yeah. And there's another day of them all being like, yeah, maybe a little more going on, a little here. more build up, a little more. We kind of just got right into it. Once they're there, they have the first night. Everything goes crazy. And they're just like, I think that doctor's evil. I think something weird's going on. And it's like, I would have loved like one night where nothing fishy happens, but they, I mean, fishy, <laughs> but where nothing like weird happens with the doctor, but something raises their well, hackles a little well, bit. You need some tension building. You can't just, yeah, like a movie. Cause then they just kept moving on from like, 
character to character and their problems, and it just didn't. Well, just none of them made good decisions. None of them decided. Like they were just like, "Oh, I'm going to leave now." The yeah. thing we set up in this scene, I'm not going to walk away, which betrays what we just talked about. Yes, there's a lot of that in this movie. No, yeah, you mentioned it way earlier. It's just, yeah, it's to serve the storyline. It doesn't yeah. need to make sense, but it's just to yes. move the storyline. It's, yeah, it's yeah. to it's a reason to go from A to B. And not like a motivated reason. Yeah. And it's not, we're not going to explain why. Yeah. It's just this is yeah. happening. Yeah, because movie reasons. Yeah, is what I call that. It's like it's like oh uh, I have to do this. Why? Because the movie needs me to do it. Oh okay. Oh. It's the opposite of plot armor. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a, it's like a plot leash. Maybe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the way short leash with this one. Well, that one felt a little better. It did. It it wasn't nearly as painful as not nearly as painful shark as. sharks in Venice shark and or sharks what do you, whatever in you want. Venice. Uh, some number of shark. No, and I think that that Venice. was the main reason we picked Nightmare Shark because we're like, okay, this is like an original-ish idea. Well, we want we both watched the trailer and we said, oh, this is Nightmare on Elm Street, but with shark. Oh yeah, we knew okay. we knew what we were getting into, but at okay. least it was a, a away from Jaws. Yeah, and I, I that I think you know we've we've decided some movies ahead of time, but I think that's kind of my new goal is I want to find movies that interest us, like genuinely that are like why. Well, at least something to talk about, not just how bad it is. Yeah. It's nice to like at least talk about the concept. I was genuinely pleased that this movie took some swings. Even though it was ripping off Nightmare on Elm Street, it was trying to do something. It was trying to look like a movie, first off. Yeah, they were trying to make some very interesting scenes, especially was, with those uh, nightmare sequences. The dream sequences, I was just pleased. Like it looked like a movie. They clearly went to a desert to shoot some desert footage and like they, you know, they had well, a good location. It they felt like they had a budget. There were some okay special effects, some very bad special effects, but some okay special effects. You know, I was kind of blown away too that this was a 2018 sci-fi original. Mm-hmm. Usually, by that point, they're they're all jokey, and this one took itself deadly serious. Yeah, that's the thing. I wonder if they bought this from someone else. Maybe I don't think so. I think it looked like a sci-fi original. I just wonder if they. Yeah, no, I was I was impressed though. I was like, wow, you guys like kind of tried to make a movie. They kind of tried to make a movie. You know, this would have been made just at the end of like the Sharknados. That's the thing. It was kind of in the, it's only, in, kind it's of only in, four years old, like just after the prime of like the yeah trying to make bad movies. Yeah. So I so I don't know. I don't know. It was interesting. It was it, that's the best thing I say. It was interesting. It had something to talk about. I don't know if I had you know recommend it. What do I recommend? That's what I was gonna say. Show, I don't know. You know. Yeah, I don't know that I can. Yeah, condone watching it, but. <laughs> I don't know if I can condone it. I don't know if I approve anyone watching this, but I. Uh, but you. Well, can. it wasn't fun enough to to suggest. I would say no. I mean, yeah, but you know, I think I already said it, or I said it to Jess upstairs too. I'm like on on the 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 spectrum of shark movies. This one's at least in the middle, if not higher, on the the level of like interest. Yeah. I guess if there's a movie where you do want to watch to kind of follow along with the show. Yeah. Yes. 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 Weirdly, I can't say that at all about the beer we sampled. Hold my pretzel. I this uh, hold my pretzel is is a shark in Venice of I would say avoid at all costs. Avoid it. I didn't like it at all. We didn't there's two more. They're just going to sit in my fridge now for a year. Um till some poor sucker gets gets stuck with them. I mean, it's going to be me. It's gonna be me going. I guess it is too, because you'll kind of forget how the, bad it exactly. is. Exactly, they're gonna sit in there long enough for me to go like, eh, and then eventually I'll be like, well, maybe it wasn't that bad. Now I'll drink. I'll go, ah. but it'll and then be, you'll text me, and I'm gonna laugh. Yeah, you know, I'll text you, and I'll laugh. be like, hey, I drank the whole my pretzel, and they're really bad. Uh, hey, Revolution Antihero, though, always a great choice. Always a great choice. Solid. 
Solid. Um, that's going to do it for this one. I don't know if we've even chosen our next movie to even tease it. I don't I think bet, so. I bet there will be a shark in it. That's <laughs> so, a solid If bet. I had a good guess, a shark will be in the next movie we cover for Sharktoberfest. Real fast. Tell me. I know we're almost out of this. No. But late on. I also noticed they didn't really dive into anyone else's shark experience as far as the people having dreams. Shark experience. Yeah. Did you uh, notice that? Yeah, that's what I was. I thought that too at a point where they were they kept talking about their connection and they all had been chosen for this study. I guess we glossed over that a little bit because there was a, also a, a like a fucking scrapbook that had all of their like faces and their stories in it of like these accidents they all endured yeah, and stuff. But we never talked about it. No, of that. no, there should have been more. So we really didn't like do a lot of character development. No, kind of wasted a lot of time. No, the movie decided to throw a lot of movie at us in the last twenty minutes, and then you had to go back retroactively and be like, "Oh, that's what that meant." But there was no like direct tie to it. There was no setup. It was all payoff, no setup. Yeah, which is hard to do. You you need this the setup for. I want to know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's okay. That was my last last last. Thought. No, no, no. I I feel you on that. Uh. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Sharktoberfest. Um, you know, it's a, there's always twists and turns every time do it. You know, it's, are, are the beers good? Are the, are the beers bad? Are the movies good? Are the movies bad? Are the movies interesting? Should you watch and or sample anything here? You, left turns abound at the old Sharktoberfest. And we don't see that changing because we've yet to find another good movie <laughs> spoiler we won't calling it right I now. know we won't I know we won't <laughs> the plan is just as least painful as possible that it's is the plan just, it's just it's triage at this point this <laughs> this podcast is just an effort and futility we're just we're just we're we're, we're tre- hey listen we're treading water we're floating here, okay? We're just trying to keep our heads up. That's all we're trying to do That's here, it. you know? We are lost in a sea of terrible shark movies. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for listening. We have fun doing it, and we hope you have fun listening. And thank you so much for Dustin Pixley. I'm Logan Nielsen. You know what I realized we haven't done? What? We used to say the shit in German for Shark oh Fest. We that's, Bro. That's why something felt wrong the last couple episodes. Bro. Hang on. Wow. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. We did the last episode, and I was like, I, something, something felt, felt off wrong about yeah. the outro. Shite. Scheisse. Oh, I can't believe we forgot that. Uh, oh, my God. It's been a road since we started this whole thing. A long, yeah. twisty, turny well, road. Well, it's only one technical episode we haven't done it on. That's Sharks in Venice. That's true. So, not too bad. But anyway, for Dustin Pixley, I'm Logan Nielsen. Thank you so much for listening to Sharktoberfest. And as always, dubious kind held, dubious ein chump. I'll see you in your dreams, bitch. I'm a shark. I need to keep moving forward to live, bitch. In your dreams. In your dreams, bitch. I'm actually diurnal, bitch, so I hunt at night.
Or no, I've got two penises, bitch. <laughs> Just two burnt up Freddy cocks. Oh. Ew. 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 Have you seen him? He's got two weird burnt wieners. Ew. 